Welcome to Twim with Seth, Andy, and Ben. We are two brothers and a cousin who discuss, you know, Andy's not here this week, so he's off, but just two brothers this time, no cousin. We discuss last week, this week, and next week in the movies in movies at the box office. This week, we're going to cover the movies that are new to the top 10, which are Lego Movie 2, What Men Want, Cold Pursuit, and The Prodigy. And then we're going to talk about what's new this weekend, which is uh, Alita Battle Angel, which I saw, and you saw that one too? Yeah. And Happy Death Day to You, which I didn't catch yet. Maybe we'll do that one next week. And Isn't It Romantic starring Rebel Wilson? And you saw that one too, right? Yeah. And I'm definitely going to see Happy Death Day to You this week. I mean, it looks really funny. It does. Uh, So we'll do a spoiler review and we'll take the spoiler section and put it on the back of the podcast for Alita Battle Angel and Isn't It Romantic? And then after we cover what's new this week, we'll discuss what's coming next week, which is How to Train Your Dragon 3, right? This is yeah, the third it's one? the third one. And you've seen it already. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I saw, I did a mini review, was it two weeks ago? I've been trying to keep it really brief because I don't want to do any spoilers for it. We'll do a preview of it this week and hopefully you don't spoil any of it. And then we'll do a, next week we're going to do a deep review of this, of how to train your dragon. Yeah. And fighting with my family, which that's the, um, the wrestling anyway. one. Yeah. The wrestling one. We'll get I'm to totally going to see that. You said wrestling. <laughs> Isn't that what you, I thought I was copying what I thought you said. <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean to say that. Oh, yeah, that's the wrestling. I meant, one. <laughs> I meant wrestling. Okay, so the Lego Movie. Okay, let me play the trailer for the Lego Movie. You mind if I save your life? Not at all. <laughs> the name's Rex Danger Vest. This is my ship. Are those dinosaurs? <laughs> what are you doing in space? Aliens kidnapped my friends. I'm going to get them back. That planet is ruled by an alien queen. I'm a queen, whatever I would not be. The talking horse? I could change my form if this makes you uncomfortable. Hey, guys. No, go back. The horse was much more palatable. Okay, the Lego Movie 2 earned $34 million. It came in at number one over the weekend. It's 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. This one actually is a movie that I'm enjoying more now that I've had a week to kind of reflect on it and, more importantly, listen to the soundtrack. Have you listened to the soundtrack? I bought some songs and <laughs> oh, you don't I want to see music. it again. Well, we talked about it last week. There were so many people laughing in the theater. I missed a lot of the jokes. I did too. Yeah, I caught some of them after the fact, but there's there's a couple parts of the soundtrack that I keep I've been listening to all week and my kids love too. Like when Batman's rapping, Oh, I don't have that song. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. Gotham City Guys is what it's called. That one is so great. Where he, he, he starts rapping about how Gotham guys are have chiseled pecs. George Clooney, charm. You're clearly just confused. Gotham dudes are the best. We have deep manly voices and insanely red pecs. We're Affleck level hot and we're Oprah level rich. With George Clooney level charm and Val Kilmer lips. We work for our Cause we're self-made men We didn't just get them from the sun Like an entitled alien Is that the song where he's trying to impress the I am whatever I want to be? Whatever her name is? Whatever I want to be sings a song about how she's not into Gotham City guys And the funny part (laughs) is in the movie He's telling her how he's not interested He's a bachelor Batman is always single And then she she starts singing a song about how she's really into Kryptonians And guys that are made of steel and wear a red tail a red cape and wear tights yeah Seth, and he immediately is, is like, so funny oh go on one date with me you'll see <laughs> <laughs> 
And she says something like, I like guys who wear tights. I wear tights. Yeah. Or I used to wear I tights. I used to wear tights. And that she's scene like, is I, really funny. I'm into guys that can fly. He's like, I can fly. She's like, no, the Batwing can fly. You know, last week, I was complaining a lot about this movie. I complained a lot about the movie, and I think I broad-brushed like the whole movie was a downer. Yeah, yeah. There's only one downer song on the, I on mean, the soundtrack. I meant during the movie. Okay. But I realized, I saw a movie this week in that same theater, and I realized... I don't think the movie is as downer as I would portrayed it to be. Yeah. I had a bad, I had a bad theater experience. There were a couple of things. I told you there were lots of people, lots of people talking. We had some jokesters in front of us. Oh, Seth, listen. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, we had some jokesters in front of us and during the previews, they were like yelling their or saying very loudly their jokes about the preview. <laughs> and so yeah. it was kind of annoying. So I can't remember what this guy said. But, you know, my little girl, he made one of her jokes. And my little girl goes, ah, ha, ha, ha. Like this really <laughs> loud, mocking laugh. So she was kind of laughing. Like she knew it was a joke, but she didn't understand the joke. But, but she, she wanted to be part of it. Extra loud to compensate. <laughs> but it came off as mocking. <laughs> and then she does this really long laugh. Like it was just like a loud, mocking laugh. And then there's like this few seconds of silence. Then she's like, good one <laughs> so it sounded like she put him in his place yeah. for making jokes yeah it, it just sounded like he got owned by this little girl from her perspective she was just That's funny being a little loud you know playing along with everybody but what i was going to say is there were people making a lot of noise which distracted and that theater was very cold that one especially and i remember oh. i was freezing cold in it yeah so i think that detracted from it that kind of so, dampened your enjoyment of the movie yeah so i want to see it again and catch all the jokes it, it is interesting how walking out of the theater i didn't enjoy it as much as i do now after a week of like reflecting on it and thinking about the jokes and listening to the soundtrack and reading reviews because i feel like i did miss a lot like it's it's packed with not not only jokes but like some deeper meanings about growing up and stuff that i just didn't catch on on the first watch yeah there I, were a lot of layers and the jokes were the writing was done really well really well yeah really well um it, it's funny that chris chris pratt has hit the lego character emmett and then um rex danger vest is that his name <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is basically a mirror image of of chris pratt's he has like his dopey personality from parks and rec and then this superhero like this hardcore personality from guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. I like him. So th there is, there is a funny, there's, there's a lot of funny songs in the, in the soundtrack, but there's another one where whatever a wannabe sings a song about how she's not evil. And she's oh, like, yeah, there's no reason to be suspicious of me. She's singing this whole song and the whole time. Everybody's, in, in the movie, like all the characters kind of looking at her side glanced and she's like, people describe me as unconniving. Like she <laughs> keeps using all these adjectives to describe her. Here are some other adjectives people use to describe me. Unduplicitous, unmalicious, unconniving, unnasty. You're clearly deciding un to words that describe you. Who, me? I'm queen, whatever wanna be. I feel bad about bashing the music because that song was really good. She it was so every funny. Bad thing, like, I am unevil. I am <laughs> unconniving. I am. Yeah. You know. And they're like, you're just saying what people describe you as and putting an un in front of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Um, but which is a funny, like ver- she doesn't understand reverse psychology. Like she's, she's trying so hard to prove that she's not bad. But then in the Batman scene where she's convincing him to marry her, she does a perfect ex- execution of reverse psychology where she's like, I'm not into guys like you. I'm into Superman. <laughs> and immediately he, he like has to marry her out of ego. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I feel bad for being so harsh on the movie now that talking about it because there was there was a lot of really funny parts. Yeah, I I, I definitely am going to rent it and rewatch. I feel I still feel like I did last last week that this was better than the first one. And um, I think the musical numbers actually stepped it up a notch. I don't I don't recall any musical numbers in the first one, like singing and dancing. I don't remember. I love that kind of stuff. I love show tunes. I want, so I'm going to see it again and I'm going to revise my rating. Yeah, that's good. Well, what was your rating? That it was a downer and I was disappointed. Okay. Okay. It wasn't like a, a star rating or anything. Well, I mean, it's, I said it was fun for the kids, but I had some complaints. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, I, I think it was a bad theater. It was a bad theater experience. Yeah. Okay. Should we move on to what men want? Oh, hello. Welcome back. Miss Davis. Thank God this one didn't die on me. Starting today, no more drinking at work. Hey, that's too much information. I didn't say anything. I feel weird after last night. Yeah, that's what happens when tequila meets desperation. Okay, stop saying things you shouldn't be saying to your boss. Holy crap, can you hear my inner thoughts? I can hear your inner thoughts! Okay, the the trailer I just played was What Men Want. This came in at number two in the box office. It made $19 million. It's 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. Personally, I did not enjoy it. There's so many good movies out right now. You should, if you know, unless you just have nothing else to do, you should skip this one. I, I didn't find a lot of redeeming value in this movie. I agree too. We did talk about it a lot last week and I still feel the same. Before the movie came out, I was excited. And on Twitter- Yeah, me too. I thought it was, was going to be really funny. Yeah, there was someone complaining like, I said something like, on Twitter, somebody said, I hate it when they take a good movie and just swap the roles men for women. Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, I'm okay with it when it works. Right. And I was like, I am too. never works. You <laughs> yeah. know, like- but that wasn't the problem with this movie. In fact, right. what this was more interest the premise was more interesting than what women want because it was interesting to see a woman who's uh, she, she's she's has this professional lifestyle and she can't quite break that glass ceiling and she has an opportunity to do so by reading men's thoughts. They they could have really brought a lot of thought-provoking themes into the movie. Or, or at a minimum, they could have just made it funny. They didn't do either one of those things. Well, they did a little of make it funny. But it, yeah, it was a missed opportunity. I would say see it if you got nothing else going on. Just skip it. Unless you want to see Tracy Morgan. He was really good in it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's just so... Like, I was watching these other movies we were watching this week. Would knock that other one out of the park. I mean, they were so... They weren't even in the same league. I can't imagine skipping over Alita or oh. Isn't It Romantic to go see What Men Want. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would be I an injustice. totally agree. Okay, that was What Men Want. And number three in the box office was Cold Pursuit. I'm no speech giver. I'm just a regular guy who keeps a stretch of civilization open. But I really am honored to be named Citizen of the Year. Mr. Coxman? Yeah. It's about your son. He's dead. Tell me what happened. You got mixed up with some drug dealer. I'm gonna kill these guys. Really? What makes you think you can kill a man? I read it. A crime novel. 
Okay, Cold Pursuit, we discussed last week, we did a deep dive review of Cold Pursuit with Liam Neeson. It's currently 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's down from the 90s before the Liam Neeson controversy. It made $10 million over the weekend. I think this was actually a little bit of a disappointment in the box office. I think this was supposed to do better than What Men Want. But um, Andy and I both saw it and I we both enjoyed it. it um, it's kind of the same thing you expect from Liam Neeson where he's literally punching guys to death with his big knuckles. So if you want to hear a deep dive review, we did that last week in episode 11. And that was Cold Pursuit. The The only other movie to come out last week in wide release was The Prodigy. Nurturing genius. He's our little prodigy. Miles isn't wired like other kids. His intelligence is off the charts. I don't have an exact score, but it'll be very high. He's special. Mommy, what's wrong with me? I just played the trailer for The Prodigy. It was projected to be number four in the box office, but it came in at number six in the box office over the weekend. So it didn't perform very well, but it had a lot of competition from some good movies like the Lego Movie 2. It's 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. It earned $6 million over the weekend, and I haven't seen it. I really wanted to see it this week. I had very limited time because of my wife's schedule, and I I really want to see this one. I'm going to try to see it the next week because it's at 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be in the top 10 that long if it's at 45%. No, I don't even think it'll be in next week. It just looked, because, I don't know, something about the preview made me want to see it. Like, I thought it'd be good. It's a horror movie, so if you're into that thing, that kind of thing... Um, I, I'm definitely not as excited by its preview as I am for Brightburn or oh yeah. I don't know what other horror movies are coming out. Us. Oh yeah. Us. Did you see the yeah, trailer for? Looks, okay, let's talk oh, about. I've, that I've later. seen that trailer like ten times. Yeah. That is so cool how they took that one song and re like different versions of that one song. Oh, I didn't. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm not familiar. Is that the song? I've got a five on. Yeah, it? I got is a that five the song? on. Yeah. Okay, I'm not familiar with that song at all. What? Tell me because I don't know what that is. Well, the song is like a rap song. And they, the preview opens up with they're in the car driving and the dad puts that song on the radio. That's a classic right there. What does I got five on it mean? It's about drugs. It's not about drugs. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. But what was really impressive through the preview was done really well. And that's what really impressed me. That same song and tune was the only music through the entire preview. Okay. But they changed. They changed. They do like the, a dark horror version of it? Yeah. But is that... It was that same melody through the whole preview, um, and it was. And then they would show a little scene. You know, it's a it's a horror movie, and then they would cut to like a vignette of like water dropping, like black liquid splotting on this yeah, white background. Then they show the like directed by, produced by. You know, the vignettes in the music. I was really impressed with just the production value. So that makes me really hopeful that it's going to be a great movie. Yeah, and good actors. Um, I, I I'm not familiar with the kid actors, but the the mom and the dad i can't lupita nyango i don't know how to pronounce her name so i don't i don't want to butcher her name but she was in um uh black panther okay and that we just discussed we were discussing the prodigy but we kind of veered off to discuss what what is it called us, us. or us yeah so we we've seen the preview for us now several times i have all right so let's move on to new this weekend um there were three movies three new movies this this weekend the biggest one was alita battle angel 
Does it bother you? That I'm not completely human? You are the most human person I have ever met. Didn't I tell you to be home before dark? I just lost track of time. A leader. We have to be responsible. We're someone very special. Hey, kid. Not just a teenage girl. Hey, what's your problem? You can't remember. What do you mean? Doc found you in the scrapyard. So you must be from up there. And I'm just an insignificant girl. That's what they want you to think. I just played the trailer for Alita Battle Angel. I loved this movie. I Okay, first of all, it's right now it's 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I'm, I That's just, too low. Way too low. Yeah, this should be in the 90s. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting much. Um, my friend Brad texted me. He was listening to the podcast and he's like, you're seriously excited for Alita? That looks so lame. It's going to be so bad. And I have to admit <laughs> that his, I, I feel like a lot of the buzz leading up to it, because, you know, I've had this experience before where I get really excited for a movie because the previews look good. And then I go to it and it's a dud. That that yeah. kind of, ha- that happened on a low level with um, What Men Want. But that happens to be all the time. Yeah. It constantly happens. And so the preview did look good. It looked decent, but I was like, it's just going to be another forgettable popcorn flick, I'm sure. And it wasn't. I mean, it it really reminded me why Avatar, the blue people Avatar had such a, it didn't have, you mentioned on Twitter how it didn't have like this long lasting cultural impact, but it right. it made a ton of money because it was such a well done visual spectacle. That's how Alita is. I don't know if you saw it in 3D on IMAX like I did, but I was blown away by the visuals. Oh, I usually steer away from 3D, but I totally agree with you. This movie... I totally recommend to people is say if you like the preview, that's what the movie is. But it was done really well. I don't know if I would compare it to Avatar because I don't know Avatar. You left thinking, well, that was. I mean, it looked cool, but you know, it didn't. It made no impact. Like no one talks about it. No one really cares about that. Yeah, I think Alita is one you care about, and I want to see them make another one. Oh, for sure. I I want this to be the new Star Wars universe. I, I, really I don't know do. if it's that deep, but there is a lot of potential in there. Well, you know, the premise she has like her, it's basically a human brain. She's a cyborg, human brain in this battle body. She's a cyborg or an android? Is she a cyborg? She has a human brain? Yeah, cyborg. Okay. I'm pretty sure they said a couple uh, they times she has a human brain. definitely mentioned cyborg a lot. And yeah. yeah, they did mention human brain. So she must be a cyborg. In, yeah. When I hear cyborg, I think of Master Chief from Halo. So I get excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, cyborgs are cool. Yeah, I love cyborgs. But uh, for some reason, I watched that whole movie thinking she was an android, not a not a cyborg. Well... And just to clarify definitions, a cyborg has like biological components, right? So it'd be part yes. human and part computer. And yeah, an that android, was my understanding. Because in yeah. the beginning, he said something to her about she had to eat because her brain needs food. Yeah, yeah. And then he said something like, your brain is very much human. So I think it was a human brain. You know, what was interesting. Like one of the, one of the first, my first impressions is like this, this universe is pretty unrealistic because every other character is missing a limb, at least. I know. Like usually one arm. At least an arm. Yeah. Everybody's missing an arm. There's dogs that are part, that are cyborgs. There's, Those um, were scary. Yeah. No kidding. It and reminded, reminded me, of me of that Black Mirror. Black episode. Mirror. Yes. yes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, they looked really scary. Um, yeah, so what was I... I can't remember where You I said was. the universe, everyone's missing... Everyone has uh, like a yeah, robot. Yeah, I, I just... You didn't think that the universe was as rich as Star Wars? 
Right. Right. But if you were to just watch the very first Star Wars, A New Hope that came out, I, I feel like this this like world building was as rich as just that first version of the movie. Because your concept of Star Wars now is based on at least 15 movies. Okay, that's that's a really good point. When you say, when I think of how rich Star Wars is, I think of that the bar scene where they he, they <laughs> yeah. go into a bar and there are like yeah. I don't know thirty different species and that's kind of what I'm thinking. That's I yeah, think that's, that's really deep. Right, right. Well, it's a, it's its own it's its own universe with its own like different species and different worlds and different technology and everything like the lightsabers. This I I just kind of got the same vibe from that. Um, in fact, it reminded me a lot of Episode One of Star Wars. I don't know if you there were moments. That one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There were moments. For example, you're talking about where they did the pod racing scene. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. Like right. There was a moment I thought, oh, this reminds me of Harry Potter when they do the is it Quidditch that game yeah, where they're flying right. around in the air uh, metal, on their was brooms. that metal ball or power ball? What was that? Uh, uh, speed ball. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. But I felt like I was trying to decide, I couldn't decide if these were, they were like giving nods to these other movies or if they They're just, just common sci-fi tropes that... Yeah, I, I couldn't decide. But yeah. I, I was, it reminded me of those two scenes particularly. Yeah, you said, you said something, Ben, that I thought is interesting because it's the opposite of what happened for me. You said this is basically what you expect if you see the pra- trailer. Or you said something like, it's, it's like what's in the trailer, this is what you're getting. Because I was totally, this, this, the trailer set much lower expectations for me. So I'll give you a couple examples. One, they, they gave you a little bit of a glimpse of fighting in the trailer, like a little bit of a glimpse, but I'd had no idea that there was going to be so much action in this movie. And I it had no idea. Action. It was good and I it did, was gory. Did you I did not want to fast forward. Yeah, there no. was gory stuff. It was really gory. Usually yeah. in fight scenes, I'm kind of like, I roll my eyes. I'm like, can we just skip to, you know, <laughs> no one's going to get yeah. hurt. We know, but this was really interesting. But Right. The fight choreography was so original. Like these were these this was fighting you hadn't seen before. And it was a lot more credible, too, because sometimes if you see like this 90 pound girl, I'm talking about other movies, you see a 90 pound girl like just kicking butt and taking down all these guys. You really have to work hard to suspend your disbelief because it just doesn't seem credible. But in this movie, they make a point to show that she's, first of all, mostly a robot, a machine, very heavy, like and and that she's made of this like special technology, basically. Um, and so when when she's f- taking down these huge guys, it's it's a lot more credible in this movie. I thought. Yeah, I I agree. It totally works. And to contrast it with the preview for Captain America. Wait, what's her name? Uh, Captain who? America. What's her name? Oh, Miss uh, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Okay. The previews yeah. for Captain Marvel. The fight scenes. They do quick cuts and they don't sell me that this is a real action scene. They just have a bunch of quick cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a 90s bad movie. So I saw that preview and then I saw and then I saw this movie in the scenes did not do tons of quick cuts. Some of them were longer. You got a sense for, you know, these are physical things moving across the scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there were, I, I, when they do quick cuts, I feel like I was cheated a little bit. Right. Yeah. But this was, that, this was done really well. Well, but the preview for Miss Marvel or for, sorry, Captain Marvel, those are, <laughs> those are different characters. They're both I exist, but different characters. So the, cause the preview for Alita was quick cuts. And I, I didn't realize till I got in the movie that this is really like, it's really well originally choreographed 
choreographed fighting, influenced a lot by like the Matrix with these slow motion scenes, and it's done by this robot. And it's just it was just so cool. I mean, like the nerd part of me was so excited in every fight scene. There was one more movie this reminded me of that you didn't say. What's that? Uh, oh, I let me guess. Let me guess. Um, was it Blade Runner? Okay, there were moments, but that's not what I was <laughs> okay, thinking. Okay, okay. She reminded me of Wonder Woman. Oh, really? Okay, explain the, the, the um, yeah, just ex- explain the, the connection there, because I don't I don't really see it, except so for Wonder they're Woman, both women. There are some parallels. Wonder Woman is super powerful. She has these advanced skills, mm-hmm. but she is naive and kind of innocent. Oh, yes. And it starts out where... Incorruptibly innocent. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a stranger in a strange land. Both movies right. followed that same path. Yeah, but she's innocent and naively sweet, but not in a bad way ever. It's in a really likable way and where she's going to stand up for herself and what's for what's right. Yeah, she it you know what? Now that you say that, I do remember thinking of Wonder Woman because there's two scenes where she says she stands up in front of these guys and says something like super uh, really trite and idealistic and they kind of chuckle at her one part where she's trying to get all and and this happens in wonder woman too that's what made me think of it because they are both super idealistic and naive both characters are but in a good way not in a roll your eyes way um yeah yeah like where she says i will not stand in the presence of eagle evil stand by in the presence of evil something like that which is a really kind of trite cheesy idealistic thing to say right yeah, so um so one one thing I wanted to going going back to the like fighting. It this is a PG-13 movie, but really if the blood was red instead of blue, this would have been a hard R because it is oh, yeah. very violent. Yeah, so they show like colored like it's blue blood and then it's not yeah. actually a death and scene. And so I, I honestly I think that that is how they got the rating. They did spare you some scenes like when they when uh, a bad guy where yeah that may be a spoiler i think we're gonna have to move that to the spoiler. oh shoot okay all right i won't i'll cut that out or i'll bleep it out did you notice though they show people dying but they did not show the that was off camera yeah that's interesting okay should we move to spoilers because we're we're starting to get yeah, before into it. spoilers i would just want to say i would totally recommend this movie there was so much good in it so much potential and i'm really excited for a second one i haven't left a movie feeling so excited about it in a long time like this is definitely the movie of the year for so so far for me it really blew me away it totally was more than i expected okay so let's let's go ahead and move to spoilers okay so the the rest of our conversation is going to be moved to the end of the episode for the spoiler section now we're going to discuss and I'm going to play the trailer for Isn't It Romantic starring Rebel Wilson. I think I might be going crazy. I hit my head really hard and I woke up in this alternate universe. And now I have a gay sidekick who's setting gay rides back like 100 years. I love working the legs. Jesus! And guys look at me in the eyes. You're quite beguiling, aren't you? Are you feeling what I'm feeling? No! Oh my God. I think I'm trapped in a... My life's become a mother... Romantic comedy! And it's PG-13! I just played the trailer for Isn't It Romantic starring Rebel Wilson. 
This is 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. I did really like this movie. I'm surprised it's rated higher than Alita Battle Angel, but I, I really did like it. What did you think? I totally agree with you. Battle Angel was a much better movie. Oh, by the way, I am so glad they did not use the phrase Battle Angel in the movie. <laughs> that was the biggest problem with that movie huh. is that title. It, I think it, it turned, turned some off. people off. Yeah, yeah, I think my friend Brad was turned off by that name too. Yeah. I so that why. may explain the difference in the Rotten Tomato scores about how many people saw it. Oh, you know what? Okay, I want to I want to just mention one more thing about the movie. There there were some people on Twitter talking about how Alita's character was sexualized. And and some somebody on Twitter responded saying she just looks like a normal girl. She's not sexualized. But um here's my take on it. I I thought that she was uh, like an unrealistic, idealized version of a woman in the same way that a Barbie doll is. In the same way that the characters on, on like all the Disney characters, like those Frozen, those girls on Frozen, Anna and Elsa, they have these giant eyes and yeah. their wrists are like as small as your pinky finger. She, yeah, physically she had this perfect body and she's really sweet and innocent too. Yeah, that, yeah. Because when you mentioned Angel, I, I was thinking she does look kind of like, you see somebody that's like perfect looking like that and you're like, oh, she's an angel because she did, compared to all these really gruff, disgusting looking bad guys she's fighting against all the time. There's a really stark contrast because she's, she's just, it's not that she looks sexy. Cause I don't, I didn't feel like she was being sexy at all, but I, she did seem very idealized and, um, in, in a yeah. way, in, in the same way that, uh, you might, you, you, you complain about a, a Barbie doll being like having these perfect dimensions. That's how Alita was. She was like this perfect, perfect woman that was unrealistic. Okay. Sorry. Um, cause you brought up angel. Okay. Now we're going to talk about, isn't it romantic for reals? This stars Rebel Wilson, who uh, is best known as Fat Amy from Pitch Perfect. She's really funny. Liam Hemsworth. Uh, this is Chris Hemsworth's brother, so it's Thor's brother. I know him from Hunger Games. I don't. I don't recall him from anything else. But he was really funny in this movie. I like. I knew he was good looking, but he is really funny. The same way that his brother Chris is really funny. Yeah, he was. Adam Devine. And Rebel Wilson were, they were kind of love interest for each other in Pitch Perfect. And it's the same thing in this movie. And I feel like they have really good chemistry. Oh, they were in Pitch Perfect together? They're love interests in, in Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Oh. there's. I don't know if you remember a scene from Pitch Perfect. It was in the trailers from the either the second one or the third one. He's like, hey, you want to... You wanna, you wanna get together later? You wanna hook up later or something? And she's like, "Oh no, no, absolutely not!" You know the way she does. In her, <laughs> and and then she like gives him this really like r- obvious wink, and he's like, "Uh, so is that a yes or a no?" <laughs> and she's like, "That's a no, no, definitely not." And then she gives him this giant wink again, like this obvious wink. I didn't, I did not see those movies. Oh, I love those movies. You're missing out. <laughs> I, I those movies are so fun well, she and the soundtracks really are really good yeah i just yeah, remember him from modern family yeah yeah he's he's a much different character in modern family than he is in in pitch perfect um and in this movie actually but uh, one one thing i was thinking during the movie is like if you had okay let's say you could be friends with like this really good look looking couple liam Sem, liam hemsworth and priyanka chop chopra i don't know how to pronounce her name sorry if i said yeah it wrong. she's the model in it yeah she so they're supposedly like they're both really beautiful and there's even a line in the in the movie where rebel wilson says oh maybe we should just switch you guys like have such great chemistry 
so imagine you could either like hang out with Liam Hemsworth and Priyanka Chopra, who are like these perfectly beautiful people, or go sing karaoke with Rebel Wilson and Adam Devine. Because they seem like such like that that karaoke karaoke scene was so perfect because they're just both so funny. That scene and both was of them really seem, funny. Yeah. So what was your overall impression of the movie? Um, I laughed a lot. I think Rebel Wilson always delivers, and it was the same kind of thing that we've gotten from her in in a good way in in um, Pitch Perfect. And I don't know what I can't I can't think right at the moment what else she's been in. But she she was really funny. She had some good lines. She's always has really funny mannerisms. Um, and I liked her chemistry with Adam Devine. And um, the it was it was a good comedy like it definitely made me laugh yeah same uh, um it was like a hype it was a romantic comedy ironically i don't know if that's ironic or not i guess you expect it to be but it also is hyper aware of in the preview it shows how she finds herself in a romantic comedy but she doesn't want to be in a romantic comedy yeah do you want to do any more summary of the plot that's that's basically it though she she grows up believing well as a child thinking romantic comedies are romantic and then as an adult realizing that there's all these things wrong with them and she goes on this tirade for in the movie it's three hours i mean as you view it it's maybe like a full minute but in they say it's three hours in the movie she 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 makes all these arguments against romantic comedies like the woman's life revolves around whether or not she can get the man and she'll be happy if she gets the man and she should be happy anyway regardless if she gets and she's making all these good points by the time she she's done you're like well yeah the romantic comedies are kind of they're kind of gross yeah yeah she points out all these problems and then her co-workers like but they're so good <laughs> yeah i mean it's the way we all feel about them you know because you watch them you want her to fall in love you want the couple to get together you cry maybe like you feel good walking yeah. out but then then you sit back and analyze it and you're like ah uh, it's like totally formulaic it it sends the wrong message to women it's like yeah. there's all these things wrong with it she said during that little tirade about rom-coms she says yeah. fairy tales always end when they get married because you can't show a little girl what happens after you get married <laughs> they'll be crushed yeah that which like, is totally true that like, was so funny I'm like yeah like you know it was you funny make your children feel like the world's open and full of opportunities yeah. and adults having issues is not a thing <laughs> Yeah, and how how no female coworkers can just like get along in a workplace. They have to be like these these villains. One has to be the mean girl, and the other one has to yeah, be yeah. Like, in romantic comedies, in romantic comedies, yeah. That comment to me, it did not seem familiar to me. Oh, really? I'm sure it's familiar to women watching other women in that role. I mean, I've seen it in movies, but that didn't that did not seem to me to be a staple of rom coms. Oh, really? Yeah, I. Because I feel like a rom-com staple, there usually is like a friend girl. There's usually like a girl that's a friend. And, oh, yeah. and in this movie, she said it's a gay friend. And so she had like this gay friend, which yeah. was funny because he had all these lines about like, well, I don't have a job because my whole life revolves around getting you to fall in love. Yeah, she was complaining about, yeah, they have these gay friends who have no life other than to support the main character. It's like, what do you do? I can't remember what he says. She said something like, can you come with me? He said, yeah, I'll do that. And then my schedule all full of doing nothing. <laughs> that was, that was very funny. And he so would she... appear, he would just show up in the scene and they, they went out of, out of the way to show 
he only showed up in the scene because she was feeling like she needed a friend at that moment. He just happens yes. to like walk by and like walk in or like poof appear in the room. So, so just to like continue with the narrative without getting into any spoilers, um, just stuff they gave away in the preview. After she's done with this tirade about how stupid rom-coms are, she, um, gosh, this is so similar to I Feel Pretty and to What Men Want, because it's the same kind of like setup with the premise. But it, but in this one, um, she gets, <laughs> she's trying to flirt with this guy, but he actually ends up being a mugger. And you, you see that in the preview. <laughs> and <clears throat> she, the, the funny part is there's like a 30 second scene of her struggling against him and eventually like <laughs> basically winning, <laughs> yeah, like he fighting for her purse. He can't get the purse out of her hands. And she's like, <laughs> wasn't it earlier like she like ran in front of something like you're like a stone wall there was oh yeah people tell me that all the time <laughs> there was a runaway like hot truck, dog kiosk taco truck or something yeah and he's like run run in front of it put your body in front of it to stop it and, and she does and he's like wow you're built like a tank or a brick wall or something <laughs> and she says oh yeah that's what that's what all the men say to me <laughs> Anyway, so she gets she, in this altercation with this guy trying to mug her. She accidentally like whacks her head on this this um, metal beam, and from that moment forward, she is she finds she's living in a rom com. So all her friends, all the people from work are there, but suddenly like men are paying attention to her, like s- paying special attention to her, especially Liam Hemsworth, who is. Um, might be a red herring, but uh, uh, turns out to be love interest for her, kind of. And uh, just hijinks ensue, and it's really funny. And it it is a rom-com. I mean, from there on, it just plays out just like a rom-com, but it's hyper-aware that it's a rom-com. And it, it like, turns up all these cliches about rom-coms to 11. Yeah. Like, the gay friend, the, like, all the all the beats that you expect from a rom-com. But uh, it's still just as enjoyable as any other rom-com. It's just more self-aware. Yeah, and it was funny because she is aware she's in a rom-com, but she's fighting it. And she's trying not to participate in the cliche things. And it keeps happening and she can't swear. Like every time she swears, like there's some sort of beep yeah, covering up the her words. Did that, did that remind you of The Good Place where they, they can't say swear words? Like if they do, it comes out of shirt or like. Oh, <laughs> no, it did. I don't know if you've seen that. Have you seen that show? It's pretty funny. No. But then in the the sex scene that never happens, she like keeps trying to have sex. <laughs> and in yeah, in her world it just zips to the next morning. <laughs> it just like skips because it's PG thirteen. So and they showed that no the, swearing. They showed that in the preview where yeah, like he comes out of the bathroom and then and then that <laughs> last scene night was incredible like five times. Yeah. And uh, Liam Hemsworth keeps saying the word beguiling, and she's like, <laughs> "Did you just learn that word today? <laughs> because yeah. you keep saying it over and over." I thought he was so funny in it. Like he's on the phone. Like he keeps, he'll be talking to her. Like, yes. And says, oh, I got to take this phone call. And then he's on the phone kind of like standing, <laughs> dancing to himself and like doing little hops and like kicking the plants. Yeah, little twirls and stuff. He was and so funny. And he keeps funny. looking back at her and smiling. He was really funny. Yeah, he was super funny. Uh, okay, so I want to tell you about my experience seeing this movie. This is PG-13, right? And so- Right. I figure, okay, I'm going to bring my 14-year-old. She wants to see it. And I'm going to bring my 12-year-old because I look at the parent's guide and it doesn't look like there's anything that's going to be too raunchy. Um, they, they make a point in the preview that it's like PG-13. So, you know, there's no sex. There's no swearing. Um, so I take my two girls and the second preview they show at the theater is a red band trailer for um, oh, Beach Bum with Matthew McConaughey. Have you seen that? 
No, no, I haven't. It's a red band trailer for for a PG thirteen movie, and in the trailer they're dropping le- f bombs left and right. In the trailer, sh- in the tra- it's a red band trailer. Yeah, I mean, I get that for like an, a rated R movie to show a red band trailer before it, but it was for a PG thirteen movie, and I'm sitting there with my girls, like, okay, sh- close your ears, close your eyes. <laughs> your mouth. Matthew McConaughey's bare, bare butt is in the trailer. I was so like frustrated. I was what like, what kind I can't of theaters believe- are you going to? This is Cinemark. <laughs> <laughs> luxury luxury loungers i couldn't i've this has never happened to me and i see pg-13 movies like two or three a week i've never had them show a red band trailer before a pg-13 movie huh. i couldn't believe it and the trailer was just really raunchy and i mean for me it was really off-putting because i'm sitting there with my two girls that that kind of upset me so you didn't get that huh did you did you see the trailers before the movie yeah i love watching trailers yeah me too i couldn't I couldn't believe that happened. It might have just been a one-off thing with the maybe they got it mixed up or something. Well, I but. think in the theaters the the trailer the trailer's projector is separate from the actual movie projector, so they oh, may have, okay. may have had the wrong one queued up there. Yeah, the the funny thing is, right after that red band trailer, they play that like oh, what is this movie with the fat girl from This Is Us, where the boy is underwater for fifteen minutes and they rescue him and resuscitate him. Are they know. not playing those trailers in California? Because I've seen this like twelve times. No, I have not seen that trailer. Okay, they're they're probably only playing it in conservative states because she she says a prayer and she's like, well, "Your Holy Spirit, save him," and it it it, it almost oh. makes you want to vomit i know what you're talking so, about the guy oh, says okay. i heard a voice but i don't believe in god yeah like oh that was the only explanation i yeah i saw that trailer and yeah it's i've seen that that's one. the kind of movie that my wife is like oh we're seeing that for sure and i'm like you're gonna have to drag me and kicking and screaming because yeah. i cannot like i've been to church this week and i'm done i'm not going to go to church at the movie theater well in that trailer itself there were a couple logical fallacies and i, I could not sit through the whole movie oh yeah there's no way no it uh, they're obviously reaching for like christian demographics okay i'm not i'm gonna cut all this out because, <laughs> but that movie was just so repulsive to me i can't really articulate exactly why but just so repulsive but but the, the trailer the funny the trailer yeah, yeah. same here sorry the, the ironic thing is they played it right after this red band trailer for Beach Bum. And so I was like, what do you guys, are you confused about what your audience is? It's like here? they're just trying to balance it out. Maybe that yeah. I've noticed at the yeah. theater I go to, I rarely see the same people there. So they must have a really oh. high turnover and people oh, yeah, just making sure. mistakes all over. High school kids. Yeah, yeah they're high school kids. True. Okay. Um, what what else are we going to say about this movie? Do, do we want, do you want to go to spoilers? Yeah, let's go to spoilers. Well, actually, before we go to spoilers, I always feel like I need to compare it to the preview. Okay. I felt like, I think the preview was just a little more fun than the actual movie was. The, the movie w- was fun, but the preview led me to believe it was going to be non-stop hilarious and I'd be laughing the entire time, but I I wasn't. And I, I feel like it was a fun movie, but I feel like it could have been better. Yeah. Um, I wasn't let down by this movie at all because I I we had this experience last week with What Men Want, where the preview looked really funny to me at least, and the movie was totally a dud. I laughed a lot in the preview. I didn't laugh once in the in the movie for that one. So this one at least kept me laughing. I could watch Rebel I could watch Rebel Wilson forever though. She is so funny. Yeah, she was great. Okay, so from this point forward, we will be discussing spoilers and so this uh, the rest of this conversation will be cut to the end of the podcast where we discuss spoilers now we're going to move on to what's coming out next week there's two movies in wide release the first is how to train your dragon part three you do know my leg isn't a chew toy don't you is this what you want yeah go get it 
Uh, how am I supposed to get down? <laughs> hey, bud, wait up. Well, I started out all alone. He's not the only one. I just played the trailer for How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. This is the third sequel to How to Train Your Dragon. What did you, Ben, yeah, I know you've seen it, so I don't know if I can ask you what you thought. I saw it. Um, I'd rather... You saw the full, full movie, not yes, just the trailer. That's right. I saw the full movie a couple weeks ago. Um, I'd rather we talk more about it after you see it, but I tweeted a brief couple sentences. This is one, definitely go see. It's in line with the first two, and your kids are going to love it. And also, you know, the ending The ending was really sweet, and there were a lot of, lot of tears, a lot of adults crying at the end. Yeah. Okay. That I do remember crying at the end of the first one because no, sorry, not the first, the second one, because, um, uh, what's his name? Pipsqueak or hiccup or whatever his yeah, name hiccup. is. He, 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 his father dies and he becomes the chief and the, they kind of have this parallel storyline for the, the night fury dragon. I can't remember toothless right. toothless, uh, also, um, takes down the alpha and becomes the chief for the dragons. That's kind of where they left off in the second one. And I do, I do remember that getting to me. So I, I am going to bring my tissues to this third one. Yeah. This has some really good character arcs. So I I just don't want to spoil anything of it because it was a great movie. Yeah. You did spoil a little bit. You, you told me where the funniest scene was in the movie where, um, (laughs) where he's doing his (laughs) main dance for the white. I kind of wish you hadn't told me that because I, but, now I'm now I'm ready. Well, for they it. showed that in the preview, but it's I know they did. Yeah, it's not really spoiler. I just yeah. Anyway, you know something I've noticed about movies is when I'm in the theater, when a joke comes up that was in the preview, that always gets the hardest laugh. Have you noticed that? No, because people can see it coming, and then they're like, "Oh, a joke's coming! Oh my gosh!" And then they hear it because because they've seen that one in the preview. I've noticed that they the, that always gets the hardest laugh, the one that's in the preview. So we'll have to see what happens in that scene, the mating scene, and how to. Train your mating dragon. dance, mating <laughs> L- dance. A little different. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's different. Okay, that was the preview for How to Train Your Dragon. The next movie out in wide release. The, the the only other movie out in wide release next week is Fighting with My Family. I'm watching that. Give me another room. No, give it, give it to me. Get off. Zach, what the bloody hell do you think you're doing? If you really want to choke her out in a lot of things, yeah. Now pull it tight. Oh, yeah. Now she's in trouble. Okay, I just played the trailer for Fighting with My Family. This is a movie about a wrestling family, right? A boy, uh, um, a son and a daughter. They're part of this family that's very passionate about like that fake style of wrestling, WWE or whatever it is now, WWF. Um, and the, the son and daughter both apply to be... Um, wrestlers like to get on a show or something yeah right well and the girl makes it and the boy doesn't i really want to see this one i'm really and the rock the rock has at least a cameo but he might be like a full-blown because he's in the trailer quite a bit right um and then do you recognize um i I don't know what the dad character's name is from Shaun of the dead that chubby guy with the okay he's he anyway he's this english he was in um hot fuzz and Shaun of the dead and anyway he's 
he he looks pretty funny in the there, there's a scene in the trailer where they they say well it's not real wrestling is it and he he gives him this death stare like uh, what what was that <laughs> yeah. like how dare you challenge my world my my fantasy that, <laughs> that was WWE so wrestling isn't real okay that was the preview for what's coming out next week fighting with my family and now it's time for of the week so we have a twitter account for this podcast it's twim underscore weekly and we tweet about all sorts of movie related things we're excited about that just can't fit in in this discussion so this last week there are i think two tweets i want to talk about because i think they're funny okay the first one is really quick and you may have seen this on our twitter did you see that it was like a 20 second video i posted let me just read the tweet okay so it says, this will be the opening to the best movie ever made. Oh, yeah. Did you did watch that, that video? Yes. <laughs> so over the like the last 10 years, I've been playing this video and it just, I, I just laugh every time. It never gets old. What this is, is the beginning of movies, they'll have their opening sequence that's like 20 seconds long. And it's kind of like the theme. So the one for 20th Century Fox, it's like drums and they have this build up that sets the tone of the movie and shows their logo. So the other one is... Are you playing it? Yeah. I just envisioned this kid learning to play the flute and he's all over the place. And you know how kids they'll learn one little thing like, Mommy, Daddy, watch, watch, watch. Like performing. Yeah. yeah. That, that is funny. I want to see a movie based on that opening. <laughs> With Dwight Schrute. Do you remember when Dwight Schrute was playing the flute, the recorder <laughs> at the bird funeral? He does like a solo. Yeah. Okay. So that was the first one. The second is, I need to ask you first, did you see Black Mirror Bandersnatch? Yes, I did. So I did a tweet last week that said, the most cringy moment <laughs> in movie history is in Bandersnitch when you choose the Netflix option. Whomever yeah. is responsible for that scene needs to be punished. So, Did you say whomever on purpose? Um, I don't know. I just... Okay. I, you just used the word whomever. No, I just put it there and I'm like, I don't know if it's right or wrong, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds right. Yeah. And we got corrected <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like my responses to her? Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> like, it, There's unknowable. some grammar police, grammar police on Twitter. Jeez. I mean, I do have a bachelor's degree in English, <laughs> although I didn't write that original tweet. <laughs> so someone tweeted, well, I realized I made a mistake because the option is not called the Netflix option. So when I said the Netflix option, I'm talking about oh. a specific scene it takes you to yes. if you do certain yeah. other choices. Right. Did you, in the, the scene is actually, I think they call it the set scene. Yeah. Where you I meet did, the director. And I, I think I did it both ways. I think one way you get Netflix and I think um, when I chose the other option, if you're not familiar with Bandersnatch, Black Mirror, it's, it's like this new, it's not new, it's like... It's a choose your own adventure novel, but it's put in TV. And so it's more like a video game. Like every like minute or so, they ask you to make a decision and it controls a narrative. So there's six hours of, of footage. But when you when you watch it, you, you know, quote unquote, watch the show, um, depending on the direction you go, it's going to be maybe 30 minutes or so. I, it took um, based me on your choices. It took me two hours because, yeah, it's like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. And, and how many different. 
how, but how often did you like finish it and then go back and try a different choice? Um, a lot. I feel like I got to five endings. Yeah. I, I probably did maybe 10 endings. Like I kept going until I got five stars on the, on the game. Five stars. Yeah. Or five. Yeah. Remember how at the end of every episode, there's a clip. Well, at least everyone I did, there's, there's a reviewer of the game. Oh, giving it a ranking. Yeah. And, and like, if you make, if you make bad choices, it'll get a poor ranking. And if you make other choices, it'll get ranked higher. And I kept going until I got the maximum ranking, which is anyway, go. I didn't mean to take a step. Yeah, so tangent, yeah, that so. it needs to be explained. This is a Netflix black mirror thing where, I mean, black mirror has been amazing, but this yeah. is one, it's a choose your own adventure. And so the guy main character gets into a scene, you choose one option or the other. So, you know, it was a cool premise. They really were laying on thick to the audience that the person you're making choices for is aware there's an outside force making choices for them. Yes. And so they're yeah. like pushing on the fourth wall a little bit. A lot. Yeah. And then there was a scene where like some of the choices he's like yelling up, like facing the ceiling saying, what are you making me do? Or Right. There are some choices you tell him to do something and he fights it. Like he holds his yeah. hand back and won't do it. <laughs> uh huh. So there's the scene, you're familiar with this. He's trying to figure out who this outside entity is. And you have the option to tell him you are on Netflix versus you have an option to tell him, oh, it's this, I guess, the author of the original books. Right. Of Bandersnatch. Yeah. So when I saw the option that you could tell him he's on Netflix, I was really annoyed. Really? Yeah. And I, I loved it. And so I chose something else, but I ended up having to redo that scene. Okay. So how to get, so when you say the Netflix option, you can still have good editings from there. Because if you choose the Netflix option and then if you choose, you're like, he's like talking to his therapist saying, I think I'm uh-huh. being controlled by someone from the future that has me on this Netflix. You're like, what's Netflix? Is that like a, a planet? You know? <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, oh, well, if we were in a show, wouldn't you want it more action? Like what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the options are like... Yes, more action or like it's like F yeah, yeah or it's like it's like yeah more action or F yeah or something right. like that. So if you choose just yes more action, like she brings out nunchucks, like she's gonna fight you with nunchucks. I'm like okay, <laughs> the therapist has it's like what is this? Nunchucks. Like this is so yeah. stupid. And, and then there's an option to like jump out the window or do something else and if you choose jump out the window he runs up to the window but it's not even a window that opens they're like those little square pieces (laughs) of brick glass that have like yeah cement mortar around them (laughs) yeah i'm like what is going on and then okay so suddenly you hear a woman yell cut cut end of scene and the camera backs out they didn't just break the fourth wall they like they showed the director of the netflix show you're watching come in and talk (laughs) to the main character that's what I'm talking about. And it's called like the director scene or meet the director. So why did that bother you? Because I thought it was so eerie feeling. It's already kind of an eerie story. But then when they bring you in as a player, like where you feel like you actually are part of the plot, like it's, that's already the premise, but it, it really like brought it home for me. I, so I really loved the fourth. Well, it wasn't breaking. too bad. I mean, you notice throughout the whole episode, the characters, they're saying things to the protagonist, but they're really saying things to you as the viewer to train you on what your choices how they affect things yeah and i'm like um okay fine but they weren't bad (laughs) so this scene is what i'm talking about he tries to go out the window you hear cut cut this woman walks in and the camera backs out and you see cameras and people standing around and like someone runs up to his therapist and gives her coffee and like checking on her makeup like are you doing okay (laughs) 
and he's she's like uh are you okay and he's like well i was trying to he's confused like well i was trying to go out the window and she holds up a piece of paper she's like no here's the script this it's a fight scene right now mike what are you doing and he's confused like um my name is stefan I, I was uh window window just trying to open the window to jump out you don't jump out you can't jump out don't open but you're not scripted to jump out, see, Mike? It's the fight scene now. Mike? Mike? Uh, Stefan. Do you want to sit down for a moment? Can we get the medic down here, please? You know, in the, in the camera, like, shows all the production crew standing around. And so I'm like, what? the crap is this i was pissed like so i'm supposed to believe everyone else is an really? actor but he's not okay and then yeah that's that's good point. she walks back she's like oh we're just gonna let's take five let's get him a medic <laughs> that scene to me i don't know i felt like that was the biggest pile of garbage scene i feel like when they were coming up with this movie they had a conference room discussion and they said what could the outcomes be and some idiot raised his hand and said let's have him meet the director <laughs> I think that's cool. You unlocked an Easter egg. I mean, there's probably like 600 alternate endings to this. I think it's cool that they did some Easter eggs. Seth, I want you to go back and watch this scene and tell me if you still think it's cool. Okay, I'll try to get there. Tell me what cereal to to eat and then what song (laughs) to play on the bus. (laughs) Map out the whole algorithm and then then maybe I'll be able to get there. There is a website where you can, it tells you which choices to make. Oh, I bet there is. I need to do that because there is. I got five different endings and I felt like, well, all of these endings sucked. Like, I don't know if there is a good ending. You know what? So for me, it felt kind of tedious. Like I was like, can I, can I just sit back and watch the story? Yeah. Cause all the black mirror sees all of the black mirror um, episodes to date have been really well done and they are really thought provoking. But this one was like kind of a chore, you know, it was more like playing video games. You're like, but it wasn't as like playing video games because you're not really in control. They just give you the illusion that you're in control. But the reason that I didn't want to watch anymore after a couple hours was because um, it was, it was a little bit too dark and gory for me. Well, I kept wondering how many times do I have to kill his dad? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't like that scene. I'm like, okay, at least it's over. And then they're like, okay, do you want to chop up his body or just bury him? <laughs> and I'm like, and, and and it kept going back to that scene. And I was like, I just, it's too much. Like I don't, it, for my taste, I don't, I don't like things that dark. And so. Yeah, it should have been. I didn't want to spend more time with it. Dark mirror as a whole. Each episode is stunning. Like I can't yes. think of a single episode that I dislike. And this has yeah, even so the much worst promise. episode is very good. Yeah, this had so much promise and I think I was reflecting on it after like why did I dislike that so much? I think it's cuz every ending sucked and I felt like there has to be like a grass is greener better ending <laughs> and I couldn't find one. Yeah. I know it seems like the the worse decisions you make the better outcome you got. It almost seemed like that. Like Yeah. Like they uh, want you to fall for, into the traps and redo it four times. Like they want when I got five stars on the game is when I chose to chop up the dad and I'm like oh my gosh it's but like, didn't he go to jail didn't he get caught yeah yeah he did get caught but he got okay, five stars I was trying to find game. a way to not get caught and to finish the oh, game okay I wonder if that yeah that probably was an outcome okay so that covers tweet of the week right yep and basically a mini review of Bandersnatch so this is the end of the spoiler free section thanks for listening to Twim 
The two things that you can do to help us most are subscribe to our podcast and rate the podcast. That really helps with discoverability. If you want to contact us, the best way to do it is to message us on Twitter at twim underscore weekly. We're now beginning our deep dive discussion portion of the show, which will include spoilers for Alita Battle Angel and Isn't It Romantic? If you don't want to hear spoilers, then stop listening here. And Andy loves you. You haven't seen it yet? You're going to love it. Stop spoiling it, you vile woman. Great. Now I know everything. I don't even need to see it anymore. If you've just joined us, we're now talking about Alita Battle Angel. We're in the the spoiler section. Okay, so um, l- let me just say what I had to cut out of the other section about about the gore and the dog. Um, you mentioned that they showed people getting killed, and I guess these aren't exactly people; they're cyborgs. So they they are people, though, right? And and there's a scene yeah. where where that the the big um, like I don't know what you would call that that big. Um, he's like a bouncer dude for the. But anyway, this this giant robot. She gets a blade and slices him clean down the middle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and her friend gets chopped in half. What was that? Actually, yeah, he get. Yeah, well, I mean, there's lots of scenes where characters are are completely dismembered. Their their body is chopped off. Their arm is chopped off, and they're crawling around with. Because it happens to Alita, it happens to her boyfriend, where he's yeah. basically half of a. And then it happens to um the boyfriend's friend who gets like chopped clean in half with that blade. You mentioned the one moment in the movie that I rolled my eyes <laughs> where she, <laughs> where she did like a, a karate kid kick to with, <laughs> with where she had, no, she had nothing yeah. but one arm, right? Uh, what was <laughs> yeah. That one was really, that scene was pushing it for me, but she I was did, getting it up. I loved it. It was like a hi. Yeah. <laughs> but she they, did say hi. Yeah. Huh? Twice. When she, <laughs> yeah. And I think That's it was the cheesy. same moment, but they just re-showed it from a different angle. Okay, yeah. The moment I rolled my eyes was when she chopped that guy in half. The moment in the movie was she was fighting for her life. He's super formidable. She get she bests him, chops him in half, and without even she chops him in half, and then like looks the other way while he like falls behind her. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Really, in that situation, you're not even going to look to make sure the person who could right. kill you is really down. It's like those bad TV shows where there's an explosion and they're walking away in slow motion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they, they realize how cool they are. They don't even yeah. need to look back. So I rolled I, my eyes in that scene, but the rest of it was really good. A real life version of that, by the way, that I see all the time is when you're at a bowling alley and somebody like they roll the ball, <laughs> but they, they know they've got a strike. They're they're like they want to they're so cool. They don't even have to look back yeah. to make sure it was a strike. They just start walking back to the to the table. <laughs> I wish I could do <laughs> while that. everybody cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I mean, do people really cheer for adults nowadays? Because I cheer for my kids. <laughs> I do. I mean, if somebody gets a strike, yeah, I'm, I, I, I give them a little bit of a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they're walking away like Tom Cruise from an explosion. So, okay, what else can we say about this movie? Um, there's, there's definitely like a father-daughter uh, relationship. It's, it's, it's not even like symbolic. They, they are immediately father-daughter. And, somewhat not earned but then you kind of find out later that um 
like when when she says what's my name and he says alita i'm like oh there's no meaning to that name he just came up with it but then later you find out that um that it's his daughter's name and that he gave her his daughter's body or at least a body that he had designed for his daughter. So that I, I understood why he was clinging on to her as a daughter. He kind of wanted his daughter back in his life. I didn't quite understand why she was calling him dad and hugging him immediately. Like where, yeah, where did she come from where she's so, I don't know, like, I guess naive, you know, we we're talking about how she's naive. Like she, she pulls, she literally rips her heart out of her chest to her boyfriend. Who's like a, a, a scrap parts dealer because she doesn't know any better. Yeah. I agree with you there. I guess she lives with that dad now. And I was wondering, like she moves, I guess she lives there. And then immediately she's hanging out with her friends, complaining that she has rules and she can't be up past bedtime. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, well, why? She's two days old, basically. <laughs> yeah. Why are you there? Like, like he doesn't own you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did think it, it's so talking about, eye-rolling moments. I'll tell you the one that I can think of for me. How impractical is it to have this scythe or whatever type of weapon that is that has a rocket booster on the back of it? Yeah. <laughs> that seems so dumb to me. So you're going to start up its engine and you get one swing with this rocket booster? I think it was when you pull the trigger, it does a boost. And so it okay. swings really hard. Okay. That could work. Yeah, so in that's the beginning, true. he was using it that way and I could kind of see how it would work. But later in the movie, it didn't seem like they were really following it that way. It was just this. Yeah. Yeah. I did love her sword though that she got um, in the last third of the movie. Yeah. And it turned blue. Yeah. Because she can, she can um, basically summon blue flames somehow. Yeah, nothing really happened there, but turning a blue a sword turning blue is Lord of the Rings. Oh, is it? Well, it looks where, cool. It looks really cool. Yeah, where when you're around orcs, that special blade turns oh, blue. Oh, I don't. And yeah, so I, I noticed it turn blue when like bad guys were around sometimes. They didn't really explain the fire. Like her finger, she could make it burst into flames or make it a little candle, I guess. Yeah, I, when she first did it, I was like, okay, they're they're um, setting up some kind of like killer move she's going to do at the end of the movie with fire. Like she's going to shoot a fire beam, Captain Marvel style. I was expecting something like that, but I guess all that happened with it is she lit up the sword. So they have to be thinking about a part two because I hope so, especially the way it ended like this fire. There are there's a huge backstory that you only get little hints of. Yeah, because she's supposedly she's supposedly 300 years old and they keep talking about this fall that occurred. And so, yeah, this this is ripe for a prequel or a couple prequels. Like there's there's a lot of setup that would be fun to see. Oh, certainly a prequel. Yeah. I wasn't thinking of a prequel. I was thinking of a sequel, but yeah, you don't even know who she Probably is. Probably both. It's yeah. like Jason Bourne, he wakes up, doesn't yes. remember yeah, that's a good comparison. anything about himself, but he knows how to use nunchucks. <laughs> you know? That's kind of how it was for her cuz you, you she knew martial arts. I don't know what they I don't remember what they called that martial art she was using. So, so I I do have a question about the the science fiction in this because I feel like I've seen it a lot. Like, um, so, so in this movie, there's this, basically there's this world that's like floating in the sky. And I feel like we saw this in Avatar. That's kind of funny. Maybe that's, but anyway, in Avatar, if you remember, they, they're on this planet. I can't remember what that planet was called, but, um, they're, they're flying around and there's these little like islands, basically they're floating in the sky. And in, in this movie, Alita, she, she asks, well, how does it stay up there by magic? And he says, no, by something more powerful, by engineering. And I couldn't understand, like, are, is it a satellite? Is that what it is? Is it, is it rotating around? Oh, I like, how is it staying in the air? I have those same questions 
I took that scene to set the groundwork that there is no magic involved here. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like I've seen that concept enough in science fiction that it's it's based on some some gravitational rule or something that's allowing it to happen. And the only thing I can think of is if it's a satellite where it's rotating around the Earth, so it's it's pulling itself away. Yeah, like at the it's same in time, orbit. In orbit, yeah. Basically, the planet is also pulling it back with its gravity, so it's just kind of staying there. That's, that's the only way I could think of that a giant landmass like that would be up in the air. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get an answer to that, though. Oh, you don't think so? I, I wonder, because he does say engineering. There's got to be something. I just, it could be magnetism or something. I mean, that, like I said, that was symbolic to me that nothing in this world is magic, that their fights are real physical fights, and you don't have magic cheats. That's that's what I took that to mean. Okay. Um, I don't really get that, though, because you basically you're like, oh, here's a magic tra- trick, and by the way, it's engineering, not magic. Doesn't it leave <laughs> you scratching your head? Like, well, it looks like magic, because I can't think of any science that would explain it. Well, they are in the future, and have you heard the phrase, it's something like any sufficient technology... Yeah. Any sufficiently advanced technology will appear as magic to someone right. not familiar with it. Yeah, that's so, but that's a way of punting it because usually science fiction, it's like, it's based on something that you can kind of forecast in oh, science. Oh yeah, like metachlorians. <laughs> what, what is metachlorians? <laughs> in Star Wars oh. episode one, they introduced this concept of metachlorians in your body oh. in that. Really? The concentration or level of them dictates how good of a Jedi you are. Or like, oh, sorry, that's I'm sorry, funny. how connected you are to the force. I'm going to, I'm saying it totally wrong but <laughs> yeah. you get my point yeah is it is it a concept they abandon by episode three or do they keep up with it i think there are i think they keep it up, okay but not it's part of the lore as heavy yeah okay interesting yeah so yeah you're you're right maybe they were like it's engineering we're not going to explain it doesn't seem like it makes sense but just trust us because once technology gets sufficiently advanced you'll have things floating in the air with no problem well, I think it, that perspective worked for the dad character, too, because he was a doctor and he was really good with rebuilding robots and the physical mechanics of it. So I think that engineering yeah. background resonated with him. It seemed like in that universe, a doctor basically was a mechanical engineer. Actually, yeah. Right? He's not a doctor. He was just, yeah. He has like these micro welders that glue people <laughs> back together with mini yeah. welds. Like even in even in the scene where her boyfriend gets stabbed, it looks like he's going to die. She just hooks him up to her robot heart and keeps him alive until he gets, he basically does a full body transplant for a robot. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I did not see that scene coming because they were talking about, oh, get me her heart. And then later she shows that she can take it out. Yeah. And so I thought yeah. it was going to end with them fighting over her heart. And I didn't see that. scene. Yeah. Coming. Maybe they're safe. Oh, did you notice it? Um, who, who is the mate? The bad guy, like the puppet master. It's Ed. What's his name? Ed Norton? Yeah, Ed Norton. Did you I notice that was him? I wasn't sure if it was him With or those not. really sm- little glasses on? Yeah, yeah, I didn't... In the white hair. I didn't recognize him in the last scene. I think it's him. I didn't... I've got to look it up to make sure because I could be wrong, but it, it, it looked like him. It, I didn't catch who was the guy in the closet with the brain and eyes or in that cabinet. Oh, yeah, that's... I was confused about that too. And Andy... I asked Andy right after the movie. He said that was Jennifer Connelly's character because... What? Yeah, that when she was walking away, she he offered for her to go up to... I don't remember what they called that place floating in the sky, but he, yeah, I didn't, I, I, he said it in the movie. I didn't, I didn't follow that part. I got a little bit lost. Yeah. I missed that. But Andy said it was the brain and eyes of the Jennifer Connelly character. So I didn't, I didn't put that together very well. Okay. Um, what else, anything else on Alita battle angel? 
No. Okay, that was a really good movie. I loved. I really loved that one. Oh, one more thing I wanted to add to the teasers that I forgot to say about Alita Battle Angel. When the w- movie was starting, <clears throat> I, I don't know if you had this... Exp- well, you didn't watch it in 3D, right? The movie was... The 3D was like shaking. It was doing this really weird like flashing back and forth. And it was making Andrew and I sick. Like this movie started out so bad. And people started walking out of the theater. And then Andy and I after... Like we're like... Try- we're like, well, maybe it's different if we go to the middle. Like we're kind of at an angle Maybe we go to the middle, it'll look better. And then maybe if we go, you know, to the front and the back. And finally, we just, we started walking out. We're like, it's playing in a half hour in 2D. Let's just go to that one. So we walked out. And then like, as we're walking out, we like glance back and suddenly it stopped. It was like five or six minutes into the movie, maybe. Suddenly that like shaking had stopped and people had already walked out. And so then we came back and sat down. And we're like, okay, finally it's better. But oh. we literally were walking out So there was something the wrong with how they were projecting it? It might have just been the copy where we saw it, because I can't imagine that was like... Because the movie wasn't shaky. I don't remember any shaky parts in the beginning. Yeah, it only lasted for like the first five minutes, but we we did. We both got up and we were walking out. We got all the way down the stairs to that little hallway where you're walking out, and then, then Andy was like, oh no, it stopped shaking. So then we, we stayed. If you're just joining us, we're now discussing spoilers for the movie, Isn't It Romantic? <laughs> Thank you. We're continuing. Yeah, we're we're continuing and we're discussing spoilers. I don't feel like there's much in this movie that is spoilers. Of course, they have a little twist at the end. You mentioned earlier the karaoke scene when she's in the bar. Yeah. And she starts so the karaoke and then the waitress like trips over the cord. And so the (laughs) audio on her singing goes away and she's singing how I would sing, like kind of halfway mumbling, really quiet. (laughs) Like you you don't want anyone to hear how poor you are singing. Yeah. How poorly you're singing. That scene was so good. It reminded me a little bit of Grease, how everyone starts getting in and singing and dancing and they're doing their dance moves. I love in that scene... There were three women, like a little older. Yeah, like older women. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they kept showing up in the scene with her like and they were like they were funny they're drinking their beers and they like slamming them down like they're splashing their drinks all over the place (laughs) yeah they were a funny visual gag she had a she had some funny lines too one line I'd never heard before is she gets into this this rom-com world and suddenly like her co-worker friend is her like arch enemy (laughs) she goes over to her friend Josh played by Ed, Adam Devine and she's like she's giving me rest or mur- resting murder face <laughs> yeah, resting murder face <laughs> I thought that was funny because they're probably trying to avoid swear words anyway but then it like, totally worked she, yeah it did yeah it did and then there was another funny line where at the beginning of the movie Josh invites her to go sing karaoke he keeps like inviting her to go out and she's like uh, why don't we do something less embarrassing like go jump on trampolines nude in public <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was funny because, of course, Rebel Wilson is not shy about singing. Um, Rebel Wilson and Adam Devine, unless they're dubbing over somebody else's voices in Pitch Perfect, they're both really good singers. That's why I think they'd be so fun to go do karaoke with because they're both really good singers. Yeah, that scene, of course, the audience wouldn't be all dancing along, but that looked really (laughs) fun. I totally agree. There were parts like, I just want to hang out with these guys tonight. Right. Yeah. And Liam Hemsworth, in the trailer, you expect him to just be this good looking 
guy, but maybe kind of wooden. Like he doesn't really need to bring anything else to the character. But he, he's like you mentioned those scenes where he's talking on the cell phone and he keeps like making these glances back to Rebel Wilson and doing these funny like twirly moves moves and Yeah, he was funny. And okay, so they had to they had to like change it up so he didn't he isn't who she falls in love with. Yeah. And he did something I've done. There's a lot of misdirection with the men. Yes. So throughout the movie, the beginning, he's just this perfect guy in every way. And then later in the movie, he starts to say some messed up stuff. And then he says some like more messed up (laughs) up stuff. What was it? We're in spoilers. So remind me what it was. I I do remember vaguely. So they're in like the hotel room and he says, have you thought about changing your name? She's like, "Um, I think it's a little early for me to change my name. Oh, well, of course, when we get married, you'll change your last name, but your first name. (laughs) And then he gives her a suggestion. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that was. And then he stole her like he stole her architecture uh, renderings. And he's like, well, I mean, you you're not going to work anymore anyway. I wouldn't have a woman of mine. Right. Ever have to work. <laughs> so these I get why they did that. They have to make him unappealing. But yeah. I have to confess, I did something kind of similar in a relationship once where I wanted out, but <laughs> I didn't really want to like confront her and go through it. So So you just become a jerk and then no, you I don't just, have to feel bad. I just got annoying and I said like dopey stuff. <laughs> um i mean i he said kind of like totally rude stuff but there was a moment like oh i wonder if he's trying to get rid of her i was wondering if that's where it was going because it reminded (laughs) me yeah yeah it could have been uh so the the message for her in the movie because they use liam hemsworth as misdirection but you kind of see it coming a mile away you know that really it's all about her getting together with josh with adam devine's character and she runs in to stop the wedding and then she says, that oh, actually, so good. oh, did you like that? Yeah. I, I'm not sure how I feel about it because I didn't, I mean, it, it was a funny parody of rom-com stopping weddings. So that was funny, but I wasn't sure, like, she's like, oh, I love me. And, and it, I wasn't sure what, um, I just wasn't sure what to make. It, it didn't. Let me explain what I liked about it. Okay. Because I think we're talking about the exact same moment. So earlier and throughout the movie, she thinks that as soon as someone falls in love with her, the fairy tale is going to end. Yeah. And so earlier when Hemsworth, when Liam Hemsworth says to her, I love you, she's like, she like stops and like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And she grabs <laughs> yeah. like a purse and like a little trinket. Right. Everything like, she wants to take yeah, with her. I'm going to take this with me. The real world. And so when she goes to stop the wedding, she's there trying to stop the wedding. I mean, that was a funny scene anyway. In her mind, she was, if she said, I love you, she realized, oh, I need to fall in love. So as soon as I say, I love you, that's when it's going to end. And in the moment, she had this realization that, no, I need to be happy with who I am. And so I was getting ready for an eye roll moment. Yeah. Like, okay, here we go. She's going to say, I love you. It's going to be this. Yeah. And then she stops. She's like, no, I love me. I'm happy with who I am. I really enjoyed it. It was refreshing. And it went from, to me, like this eye roll moment to like a really bright point in the movie. Yeah. They definitely broke away from the cliche there. Um, If if they'd gone for the cliche, it definitely wouldn't have been better. But I just, it's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't, I didn't understand what was happening with her, her character's arc you know with her character development i didn't i didn't quite follow it um yeah i just didn't or maybe it wasn't earned i didn't i just didn't really see that struggle for her to to like did she not accept herself before because it because it seemed like the tension was that she was invisible to men because she was fat and um 
although on the other hand, Josh kept asking her out, and she she basically didn't see him. He was invisible to her. Yeah, I, I just I just felt like that if that moment was supposed to be something profound, but I just didn't see where it was coming from for her as a character. I guess. Oh, I felt like I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I just missed it. I I did. I was kind of frustrated that there was a lot of sexual innuendo, and I think if I hadn't been with my two girls, I, I probably wouldn't have cared. But um, there's a there's a part where they're talking about the size of his penis. Yeah, that was it, unnecessary. It, it yeah, it's just I don't know. I just didn't think it was funny. And also, so by the I, way, I think those scenes are. I think men write those scenes because they think women care. I don't think women care. Yeah, I don't think and women like, have these conversations. I would really like a woman to weigh in and say, "Do you really talk with your friends like, oh, bigger is better?" Like, I think these are guys who have big trucks who think bigger is better. That's who write that stuff. You know what? I want to look up who wrote this. Oh, writers: Aaron Cardillo. Okay, which that was a screenplay. Aaron is spelled E-R-I-N, so probably a girl. Dana Fox and who else? So it looks like it was written by women. Katie Silberman. I guess I'm wrong. So so women do care about size, Ben. I'm going to file that under I do not understand. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't I just didn't like it. I, I yeah. raunchy humor is just lazy. That's my problem with it. It's lazy and it's not really that funny, honestly. Right. Okay, um did so we did spoilers, right? So yeah. anything else you want to say in spoilers? She No, nothing else about this movie. They do kind of break the fourth wall at the very end because she supposedly is out of the rom-com world and back to real life and gets her life together. It's very similar to 13 going on 30. It, you, you think she's going to come back. She learned from her hallucination a lesson and now she's going to like not take it for granted and get back with her lover. But then they break out into singing and dancing again, even in the <laughs> real life world. Well, I think because there were some parallels for me in this movie with the movie I Feel Pretty felt yeah, like a lot of parallels. those plot lines were going to overlap or I didn't know if it was going to follow the same or not. And so I, I think just having seen the other movie clouded my enjoyment of this because of, there were a lot of similarities. Yeah. This is seeming to be kind of a formula, isn't it? Because don't, don't you feel like I feel pretty was a template for this movie and for what men want. I realize men, what men want was a remake of what women want. So I don't, I'm not saying that this formula originated with, I feel pretty, but it, it's starting to be a, a trope, isn't it? Maybe. I mean, I feel pretty was so good. Oh, that and was better. A, than, I love that movie. I mean, I liked this movie. I liked isn't Rom- isn't it romantic? But I feel pretty was much better, and I would have rather watched that if I had the choice. Yeah. Actually, no, I felt like that was a better movie. They, they were both good, though. I really liked this one. They're both good. Um, I, I'm just wondering if this is a theme we're going to start seeing a lot. Like once Hollywood figures out that a certain pattern, kind of like Hallmark does, you know, they just, they're like, Oh, that story worked. Uh, let's, let's do a version 2.0 with new actors. Well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I kind of feel like, you know, as long as the movie works, I don't think then, then I'm fine with it. And then it's great. Cause you know, a movie is so much more than the story points. It's how they pull it off. It's the characters. And yeah, that's true. They can make a great version of this that is very similar. And kind of like I Feel Pretty, I left the movie thinking, you know, she doesn't look that great, but she has this great confidence and that just makes her just a fun person. Yeah. And so yeah. there was like this, like, what's wrong with feeling good about yourself? Right. That was the message. Yeah. That that movie had a great message. It really did. I Feel Pretty did. This one, not so much. Um, Rebel Wilson was not <laughs> was not playing along with the, the rom-com. Yeah.